Thank you for tuning in to Conversations with KC, a segment brought to you by the Keeping It Real with KC podcast. Here, the conversations are raw and casual with people from a plethora of backgrounds and your favorite host, KC Phoenix. Welcome back to the Keeping It Real with KC podcast. I, of course, am your host, KC Phoenix. And I have an awesome guest who was kind enough to come on and do a conversation. And it's amazing how all of this started because it started on the telephone at first, but then we migrated over here (laughs) where we're at now. (laughs) But I will let the guest go ahead and introduce (laughs) herself. (laughs) We had a little adventure together. It was was a bonding experience. Um, (laughs) My name is Maria Hill. So thank you so much for having me, first of all. <laughs> my name is Maria Hill, and I'm oh, a no, psychic medium. <laughs> I'm a psychic medium, a Reiki master, and um, a tarot reader. And I'm just uh, passionate about uh, all things metaphysical. I'm also a big fan of science still. So I like to kind of, you know, help, tell people that it's okay to um, be open to both worlds. And, and hopefully one day they'll start to merge together a little, a little better and play nicer together. But <laughs> that's a quick okay. little bite about me. Well, and that's interesting. I dealt with the Re- with the Reiki master, which I still kind of deal with her. I've, um, I haven't done a reading with her in, uh, what, uh, sometimes I forget what year we're in. We're in 2022. No, we're in 2021, 2021. Still in the 2022. Um, it was 2012. And I had worked with her from about 2004 to 2012. And she was really interesting. She would talk to me about past lives and stuff like that. And I've always wondered with Reiki, like, how does that work where you're, what energy are you tapping into? Um, So technically, you know, we're trained to tap into like life force energy, otherwise known as ki or chi. And what it allows us to do is not drain our own personal energy. If you've known any healers long-term, it's not uncommon to see them get very sick at some point um, because they're tapping into their own personal, you know, or their own energy field so often, their own, their own life force so often. And if they're not trained correctly, or if they're forgetting to recharge and rebalance, it can cause a lot of illness in that healer. So what's nice about Reiki is Instead of tapping in locally, you're tapping into the plental, plenty of, uh, you know, universal energy just floating all around us, within us, you know, and all that that makes up our whole reality. And so that allows uh, us to kind of just be a vessel. We call upon the Reiki energy, it just kind of moves through us and goes, passes into the person getting the, the healing. And it allows the healer to get a healing also while the, the client is also getting the healing. So it's kind of a, oh. a really beautiful <laughs> rejuvenation thing. Okay. That's interesting because yeah, I, I know for me, like with my thing, which I'm still learning how to control my stuff. I, <laughs> I have premonitions. I pick up energy. It, it's sort of that thing. Like, how do I know the things that I know type of situation? It's not one of those things where if I were like, okay, what's this going to be like this week or what's this going to be like in the future? I it's, it's, I don't have that ability. I can read tarot card energy. I, and like I said, I have premonitions that um, come true more times than not. 
But as for tapping in and doing it on command, it's, it's a whole nother thing is <laughs> what it is. So, yeah. But how long have you been doing the Reiki? Was it something that you sort of knew that you had the ability to do or did you just sort of fall into it? Because I noticed some people just fall into the stuff. Mm, yeah. Well, much like you, I kind of started to detect throughout my life that I kind of had this these things that would happen, I wasn't necessarily trying to control them. Um, but I was like, yeah, ha just like you having premonitions, I was seeing dead people all the time. I, I, I thought I was just hallucinating. <laughs> I was like, oh God, <laughs> what's wrong with me? And, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I was like sensing energy. I could tell what was people were thinking. I was like, well, you know, and, um, but I couldn't control it. And I didn't think I could either. Um, but it turns out it's just like, once you're aware of it and you accept it as a gift, then you can actually create structures around them, those things to be able to actually do it on command. <laughs> so for you as well, it's just, it's just a whole mindset and a practice that just takes, it takes a while, but it's a beautiful journey. It's also kind of confusing at times, but for me, I didn't, I started to know that I could, I was, something was different about me when I was very little. Um, I started seeing like dead people and stuff in my room when I was like a toddler and I can act, I actually have first memories. It's like one of my first memories is like literally a poltergeist experience. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, so it, it, it just always stuck with me. And then I would talk to my, my little, little buddies at school and they were like, <laughs> I was like, what? you don't know, like, no, oh, oh, okay. Just me. Um, you know, and that's, I was like, I think I'm a little different, you know? And then I started to like, in the nineties, you know, all those, like, um, those like, uh, medium shows start showing up. Like there was like Sylvia Brown and like, you know, on Montel and stuff, you know, and right. I'd watch it with my mom and I was like, wait a minute, you know? So it slowly started to percolate into my consciousness. And then by the time I was in my early twenties, that's when I really like, was like, okay, no, I have these gifts and I need to figure out what to do. Cause they're driving me nuts. <laughs> well, see, you're, you're, you know what? They always say the Lord doesn't put more on us than we can bear because <laughs> right? if I started seeing dead people, I would be like, okay, that's it. I, I'm checking out. <laughs> oh, know, trust me. I felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm like, you know, I hear things because when I do my reading, sometimes <clears throat> I hear things and I'll say, to my listeners or my viewers when I'm doing tarot card readings, it's like something told me to say whatever, whatever, whatever. And that's based off of the thoughts <clears throat> that I hear in my head. And I know that they're not my thoughts. But exactly. if I were to see some, you know, someone in front of me, I, I and I think the divine knows that <laughs> where I just, it, it's, it's not my thing. But I want, to, <laughs> I want to ask you this, though. Now, you deal with a shop as well, to my understanding. Mm -hmm. It's an so, online one, but yeah, nonetheless, it's a shop. <laughs> okay, well, a shop is a shop is a shop. Yeah. So, what's a, <laughs> so what are some of the things that are available at the shop? Well, it's mostly uh, for uh, courses and educational uh, tools. But we do uh, have, it's more like guides to tell, to, people are always like, where do I get this and where do I get that? So we'll point them in the right direction. We don't we don't make any money off those references really, but uh, it's more of like uh, we're selling, um, we do like webinars, we do digital courses and uh, we do, um, oh my gosh, I'm totally like, 
I'm totally like blanking, but we do these like live <laughs> events that people can sign up for and learn things or, you know, the thing, I mean, maybe it's like a, a live course that'll last like, you know, a few months that people can participate in trainings. We do Reiki master certifications. And so basically we're kind of going more and more towards an educational direction. We used to do pretty much mostly readings, mm-hmm. um, but then I got very ill and oh, wow. it seems like it's going to be a long-term thing. So personally like doing mediumship readings was was starting to really tap me out a bit and i wasn't having enough (laughs) energy left for you know to get well so i basically had to put that stuff on the side and i'm only doing like like tarot and stuff here and there because those are a little low at more low impact but we're shifting to like Mm -hmm. an educational thing we're going to do a membership program where people can get like all these cool materials like kind of like a patreon so that's kind of the direction we're moving in now Okay, awesome. And I do when you were you had just said that you weren't that you had become a little bit ill and mm-hmm. stuff where that happened. And I'm I'm about to talk about two things actually. I'm I believe I can relate a little bit because I went through a situation in 2020 where I got mono and parvo at the same time. No. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, ever since then, my body has been trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to recalibrate here? And it's been an uphill climb ever since, but I'm making it slowly, but surely, you know, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. <laughs> and um, going into go into that statement, what doesn't kill us. One thing that I heard, and I believe it was um, Wajid who was on my show, uh, where having a close to death life experience for some people that might help open up their quote unquote third eye or help them see things that other people normally don't see. And I thought about that because when I was a kid about five years old or so, I almost died by drowning. And yeah, I was a kid. I um, was playing with, I was playing with my cousins and I jumped in the pool in the deep end, didn't know how to swim and just jumped in the pool and I almost drowned. My cousins went and got my mother and my mother came and my life was saved. And my mother asked my cousins who saved, who saved him? And my cousin says some Egyptian man. What the <laughs> That's the, now, mind you, this happened in upstate South Carolina, almost. <laughs> um, saying I'll be forty-three, so five from forty-three. Yeah, thirty-eight. So almost thirty-eight years ago. Oh so, what no are the chances <laughs> of seeing somebody? It, it's like my cousins didn't say, "Oh, well, it was some light-skinned black man, or it was some Asian man, or it was this, or it was that." They said it was some Egyptian man that saved me. And my mother said, I always said that man is uh, my angel, is, is what my mother said about him. That, that She was like, that was an angel. Because to this day, nobody knows who that man was. And But it was a, it was a close to death experience. I'm curious, did that have something to do with me? Not just me being a cancer too, because obviously cancers are intuitive, an intuitive sign. But did that have something to do? Did you have a similar experience where you may have had a close to death experience? Uh, first of all, wow. Um, <laughs> thank you 
whoever that was, right? Because uh, it's really <laughs> lovely to meet you, and I'm glad you get to be here today. Clearly, it was not your time. Um, now, some things came to me intuitively while you were talking. It was so weird because right before you talked about your near-death experience, I was seeing all this blue energy around you. Oh, wow. And, and I was like, wow, that's a lot of blue. And um, <laughs> and then you're like, like water, oh, cancer. I'm like, oh, no wonder. Okay, like you have, because I was seeing water wateriness as like a strength for you. It's actually a str- strong energy for you, ironically. But um, about that gentleman, Gentlemen, <laughs> about that kind and kind of ancient Egyptian sir, I bo- um, that was actually uh, like a friend of yours from uh, a past life who is like a guide now. Um, so that's someone you actually worked with or knew um, in a past life in Egypt. Um, so it's quite a long time ago. I'd say it probably was like probably ancient, more towards ancient times. It feels very old. You're a very old soul. Um, that's so what I've been... been there, done that, you know, and you're like, Oh, like you're back again, you know? So, um, but, but that's, that's what it was. And you, you're, and, um, that person is still with you as a guide. So I think it, that person's probably going to be more of like a lifelong guide. Um, so yes, it can open you up. It can open you up. Absolutely. I actually just did a segment on this, uh, like a month ago, talking about the different ways, these different traumatic experiences, not just near death, but also like having a loss in the family or having like something really tragic happen to you can open you up suddenly because it shatters your consciousness paradigm, you know? Yeah. It's an experience. I'm learning about new things. I'm stuck because I want more information. And it's so strange because Archangel Metatron has been coming up a lot. And now I'm sort of doing a little bit of studying. I'm like, okay, Book of Enoch, what's that about? And then some people are saying, well, technically Enoch wasn't written by Enoch and all of these other things. And it's it's really this whole thing of dealing, the, I'll say the industry that we're in, which I don't, I don't even know if I want to consider myself in this industry because I, I just do what I do. I don't, um, I don't consider myself like a true psychic or a true medium or a true this or a true that. It's just I pick up energy. That but you are though. You don't have to be a professional. <laughs> it, but but I'm I'm looking to learn more information though. Just like um, something I heard about the Akashic, I believe it's mm. called records. I'm interested in those. And you had mentioned when, when we were talking about Egypt, because when I spoke, her name is Vivian, the person who's a certified Reiki master that I was talking about. Um, she's in Jersey, Vivian Baslari. She is so funny. And Egypt did come up. And I have always been drawn to Egypt for whatever reason. Don't know, but apparently I might have some ties to Egypt. So going back to what you were talking about a moment ago, I could see that. Um, I guess my question is this, what is your overall goal being in this industry? As in, do you have a goal of to say, okay, I want to read at least a hundred people a year. I wanna help at least a hundred people a year, or I want to make sure information is available to as many people as possible. What's sort of your goal while being in this industry? Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a teaching goal, really. Um, for me, I don't, I don't really have any dreams of like glory, you know, I just, I just love teaching. 
and the feeling of fulfillment I get when I see the the kind of light bulb go off for other people. And then, you know, they come become a part of our community and I get to watch them kind of morph and change and empower themselves. Like that to me is one of the most rewarding things I've ever been able to do. And my partner Trang and I from the Happy Healing Shop, we always talk about how we're not we're not here to make people reliant on us. Um, we want them to be able to do the stuff that we're offering with our services. That's why we're even like more so going towards teaching because we want to just we just realize that's both that's more of our thing. Um, so that's I would say the goal is to just spread as much um, information in a simple way. I don't like to convolute stuff. I don't like to get people out of their bodies and they're just floating off in the ether all the time, not living their lives. Like I want to give people practical ways to incorporate this and stay grounded and actually have a positive experience in this life while still being very spiritual. So I try to make it a simple grounded approach. My partner's the same way. I think that's kind of like to sum it up what we're looking to do, but I will say this, I work in mm -hmm. tech. That's actually my day job. Uh, it's like a full oh, that's career my day job too. Oh, and here we are. Uh, I also, no, right? I, and I also have past life uh, connection with Egypt as well. So maybe we were like buddies, you know what I'm saying? Um, but but wow. honestly, yeah, it can happen. It's not uncommon. Um, I work with Metatron as well. And like, our, like the angels I work with, they tend to like deposit me and other people into each other's paths, I notice. Um, that's like a slight tangent. Um, but as far as um, <laughs> <laughs> like... You know what's how to combine my tech career too with that is i love i currently design clinical trial software and i like just love designing products uh, digital digital products so i hope one day that we also at the happy healing shop get to design digital wellness products uh, did spiritual products that are digital um to help make it more accessible and easier to digest so i'd say longer term that's also something else i would hope we get to do well, that would be good. I know one thing, my worry sometimes when it comes to tech is that where this thing that I guess one might title as a technocracy is starting to develop. And I don't want the world to be so reliant. I'm not saying don't dismiss it because I I'm sure you've heard of Elon Musk. Like everyone's <laughs> just about heard yeah. of Elon Musk. And there's this... <laughs> There's this amazing thing he's coming out with. Uh, it's called, I believe, the Neuralink. And it can help people who are possibly paralyzed, who may have had a stroke and things of that nature. That That is the, um, I would say, the good side of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but then you start, I don't know, have you seen the movie or the anime? I don't know if you're in the anime or not. Mm -hmm. But there's this anime called Ghost in the Shell. Oh, yes, I've seen And the, right, the ghost in the shell type thing, that's sort of what I'm afraid of, where people who have nefarious intentions, where they're on this conquest to grab as much power as they can through technology and to surpass the spirit world, which I've said on my channel plenty of times, which, by the way, on the Keeping the Weird with Casey podcast, we talk about everything from tarot card readings <laughs> to the lady who tried to um, breastfeed the cat on the plane to um <laughs> yes it it really yeah it happened delta didn't deny it so as far as i'm concerned it happened there there's no alleged delta was like well we support breastfeeding and all but they never denied it that the incident happened. 
So, <laughs> and, and just a whole bunch of other things that I cover on the show. So I talk about everything on here. But one thing that I've always said as related to the spirit world, as related to what we do, technology will never be able to replace the spirit world. It can't be done. No matter yeah. how many gains you try to make with technology, no matter what you do with it, it's just not possible. And that's what I worry about sometimes. I don't know if you have that worry, especially working mm -hmm. in the tech field. You might have seen some things, too, because I, I usually yeah. keep my ear to the ground. So I'm just... Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you one time when I was still I was I did a lot of contract work for like, I don't even know, like seven years or something before I decided to like settle down into like a normal like nine to five job, which I'm still doing. Um, but I'd worked for tons of different entities, including like, you know, really high profile companies and stuff. And I remember this one guy <laughs> I was doing a lot of work for. He, he I was uh, doing like tech presentations for him for these like so, so he can get like investments and stuff. And uh, I remember the stuff he was working on was like straight up like stuff out of like the dystopian like like sci-fi movies where like you walk by something and an ad hologram pops up and I was like oh my god I'm a part of this like I don't like uh, I, I like was so conflicted I was like this is really cool like on a technology level but also like right. that's terrifying and it was like big data stuff and I was just like oh god this is I don't know if I want to continue to participate in this because it doesn't feel right um and it was also scary to see how much interest was in it um, so yeah, like I've seen some stuff for sure. And I've also worked for extremely large companies that I got to see a little bit of the inside deal. And it was also very terrifying because these companies, everyone thinks is so good. And I'm like, so you're as a little person trying to make a difference in the world, how do you compete with the giants when they just want the profit and, you know, they're exploiting people's vulnerabilities to, uh, make their cases on these things. So it's a little tricky. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's interesting. You know, one thing, and I'll, I'll throw this out here too, something I watched today, and it's amazing because when I was watching this, I'm like, that was some of the energy that I had already picked up. Um, I watched some of the predictions for 2022 with Nostradamus. And oh. yeah, if you ever get a chance, it, you can go on YouTube, put in um, 2022 Nostradamus prediction. And one of the things that he predicted for 2022 is that AI will take over. I don't pick up the energy of it happening in 2022. I'll, I'll give that another 10 years. Now, yeah. he also predicted the, the U.S. dollar collapsing. I could see that happening in yeah. 2022. I actually um, did a reading on the economy uh, probably about a month or so ago. And the energy that I picked up was that it's going to be real nasty once the everything finally crashes. However, some of the people who have been manipulating things from behind the scenes, they're going to get caught up in it too. They're, they're under the impression right now that, oh, I'm not going to get caught up in it. I know what I'm doing. I know how to manipulate this. I've, I'm well cushioned and all of this stuff. But the energy that I was picking up when doing that reading is like, uh-uh. You're going to get caught up in it, too. And something that was always said to me during the reading was that the last shall be first over and over again. I kept hearing that the last shall be first. So I feel that is is coming. But 
for the 2022 predictions. Have you picked up any energy of things that might be coming? Because I feel like it's going to be rough the first part of 2022, but then it's going to be amazing the other part of 2022. Yeah, I, I definitely picked up that duality as well. But it's like we're still we've struggled so much with being able to come together in 2020 and 2021. We still just seem like we're evading the, the, the communal aspect of that. And like, it just caused a lot of division um, and people weren't um, really learning. And I had done a prediction and right when COVID started, um, people were like, can you do a prediction? So I did one at a channeling on YouTube, on our YouTube channel where I had predicted that there was going to be about a two year long journey through COVID. And then it was going to be a 10 year long impact as a shockwave. Like it changes us for like society continues to morph because of that for like 10 years. That's how far out the shockwave goes. Um, and then we just fundamentally change as a society, which that's how things can happen. Um, so yeah, I've been telling people like, cause everyone's like, Oh, 2022 is almost here. Like, is it going to be so much better? And I was like, listen, I don't want to get your hopes up. <laughs> it's going to be a little, it's going to be a little gnarly for a while, but I do see that there is a transformative nature of it. And I think it depends on how people personally decide to go with that transformative opportunity because transformation is painful, but if you surrender to it, then it can be really like, like, uh, just beautiful and enlightening. So people have to be able to let their egos go. I think that's going to be one of the big lessons because ego was running. The reason why we were dividing is our egos were all getting in the way and our beliefs and all this stuff. So I do agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And see, for that part where people are coming together, I honestly feel that people are waking up, not to go too deep into it, because I, I won't go too deep into the politics of things. <laughs> but my thing, I've always said that the biggest issue is classism, is what oh, yeah. I've always seen the biggest issue. I was like, all this other stuff is whatever. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying the biggest issue is classism the biggest wealth transfer that has happened all probably in history if not in the top three of history has happened over this last two-year period where richer people have gotten richer and i'm i'm a yeah. car and don't get me wrong and my listeners know i'm a car carrying capitalist so don't get me wrong <laughs> i i <laughs> i am a capitalist i'm all about meritocracy and everything else however I do believe that when certain things are put into place and you're stacking the deck so wrong against other people who are attempting to just survive and then mm -hmm. not applying those same rules to people in the upper echelons, that's where there's an issue. And that's the other thing too. I did a um, reading because I had a premonition back some months ago it, it, the title of that episode was A Message from the Spirit World. And in that dream, that premonition, the spirit world was upset. And they were upset in my dream because people were silent and mm -hmm. not speaking up. And in my dream, the energy and the message that I received was that now where some people in the spirit world are kind of indifferent because you have those who you know, like to cause chaos, those who like to do good things and those who are indifferent, sort of like you're in the physical 3D world. And the people, the spirits that are indifferent, now they're kind of like, okay, 
maybe we do need to step in and help. And I said, don't be surprised if you start seeing more people speaking up because those spirits are coming to hold those people up is what they will be doing. Oh, I so, got chills. <laughs> <laughs> so for that part, I'm just kind of like with 2022, I have high hopes and i'm looking for the rainbows because i always tell people it's like if you look for rain you're gonna find rain if you look for rainbows you're gonna find rainbows but also you can't yes. have rainbows without the rain exactly so it, it's all about what you look for now as for ego my listeners know i have a huge ego and and i <laughs> i don't <laughs> I, I tell people straight it's like i have a huge ego it's just it is what it is and i'm i'm a work in progress is what i am my moon is in leo so Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, my rising is still in debate. I, maybe you can help me with this. This is an interesting story. I can tell you this right quick. Yes. So, many years ago, back in, I want to say, 2001, I think, an associate of mine, our former associate, because we don't really talk that much anymore, but he is amazing when it comes to astrology. As in, he can have a conversation with someone and then tell them what their sign is. That's how good he is. And we were talking one day, and he already knew I was a cancer, but we were talking about it. He's like, I don't know why, but I feel like your rising sign is Aries. He's like, I just don't know why. And I was like, I guess. And so <laughs> we went to the book that he had and we looked it up because I had, to, you know, it's based off of the time you're born and the day and all that stuff. And based off of the time, which I had to get from my mother, luckily she knew because some of us <laughs> don't know. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> and I looked at the time and I was right on the cusp of it. And I was like, oh, wow, it is Aries. But then with these newfangled technology things, <laughs> there, there's a story. There's a story to this. <laughs> there's something behind the story. <laughs> with all of this new technology stuff, if you put in the time and the date and where you were located is saying that my rising sign is Aquarius. So I feel like my rising sign is Aries through and through. But if you put it into a little computer system. <laughs> were you guys says, using, well, here's some of the things I've seen with the computer systems that people may not realize the default settings. Um, it, it will set it to usually, um, uh, oh my God, why am I blanking? The standard Western system. Why am I blanking on this? I look at this stuff all the time. Um, <laughs> there's a standard, the tropical system, right? So in mm -hmm. tropical has a, tw I think it's a 22.4, 22.5 degree difference between tropical and, um, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on the other one. The one they use for like Vedic astrology that, you know, Indian astrology, um, mm -hmm. that one is uh, a difference. So you'll fall into like, some people will fall into different signs. Like everything just gets shifted 22.4 degrees. So sometimes that can cause that if you don't realize that the program is set to one or the other. So, you know, look at one and see how that feels. And then look at the other one. You'll just usually be able to drop down and toggle. And that way you can kind of see, cause like, for example, I'm a Libra in tropical, but sidereal, that's the, sorry, that's the term sidereal. I am a Virgo. <clears throat> but I feel more like a Virgo 
But then I'm also like a designer that loves pretty things and balance and justice. And I'm very like always trying to balance everything. So I am very Libra, but I'm also very like neurotic, like a Virgo. So I like to kind of blend them together. But you know what? That With the justice and balance, I, those are Virgo energies to me. Virgos are very, actually, um, the associate I was talking about just a moment ago, he said Virgo is the most intelligent sign of the Zodiac. I say Gemini is the most intelligent sign of the Zodiac. Gemini's but, um, awesome, yeah. Yeah, Gemini's have a mind like a steel trap. I always say that. <laughs> oh, <seriously>? <laughs> so my, my cousin's a Gemini, and I know other Gemini's too. But with the whole deciding is kind of like, okay, well, I, what's going through my head is like, well, if my rising sign, if I'm identifying it as Aries, if it's truly Aries, then would all of my other stuff be thrown off? Because my Mercury is in Cancer, my Venus is in Gemini, my Mars is in Gemini, my Moon is in Leo, my Sun, sun is in Cancer, my rising, according to them on the computer thingy, is in Aquarius. And, oh gosh, there was another planet that I picked up. I noticed there was a lot of air. My north, what is it called? North? North Nexus node. Or north, north, node. north node. My north node is in Virgo. My south node is in Pisces. And there's something Ooh. else in Virgo. The, the Vex or something. The I think it's called Vex. or Vesta? I forgot what it's called. I don't know. They call it something. Uh, it's, oh my goodness. It, look, now my mind's blanking. Right. Um, <laughs> but it's something. <laughs> no, but it's something else that's in Virgo in my chart. So it's just, it's really interesting. Well, me. I honestly, it kind of makes sense. Like, I know I've only just met you, but um, just your energy and like what you're doing, it makes a ton of sense. Like you're in tech. That's very Aquarian if you do look at the Aquarius as your ascendant. Um, but still, like even Virgos, like they can be really into that stuff, like creating the order and the structure of things, be, like your north node is in Virgo. So again, mm -hmm. like creating creating structure, you're organizing data and information, you're creating a podcast, very Gemini. Like you, it honestly makes a lot of sense. Like um, just from the, <laughs> even just a superficial aspect at the cancer side, the super psychic fluid, and then you're communicating those things to people. I mean, it all, and then, and then also Aquarius, if you do follow the Aquarius side, um, that's very humanitarian. So it's all about like bringing technology, using technology and, and humanitarianism to kind of change society. Um, my North node is in Aquarius. So that's why I'm just oh. always feel drawn to do like humanitarian type stuff. Um, and my South node is in Leo. So I have to be humbled in this life. Cause I was already like, ah, I'm the queen, like in the last <laughs> life. Or whatever, so I gotta be like super humble, like you know, all the time. So my ego is not allowed in this life. Oh, I get I get hit hard if if it comes out. So, um, but yeah, but so with you having that those those uh, all those in your chart, it actually makes a lot of sense. And the Aries actually makes a lot of sense because it gives you that fire to put yourself forward to put yourself out there. Um, so and it, you know, I think Aries are I like I love their fire and their passion and the and the creativity that can come with it. So I think I mean, it makes total sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So now I'm trying to think what else could we possibly let me ask you this because I'm curious about this. How does your family feel about your gifts? Oh yeah, that's a great question. Um <laughs> 
Uh, and I'm going to also start by answering the other unanswered question that I forgot to answer earlier. Um, I did not have a, a near-death experience that triggered my abilities. I was like out of the womb this way. Like I was born with this uh, birthmark on my forehead. It's like a stork mark, but it was like a V right on my third eye. And I have a psychic cousin who's also named Maria, who uh, apparently saw me as a baby and told my parents like, this baby's going to grow up to be psychic. Like, and so my family was like, Ooh. And then, yeah, I've just been like that. So, but I did have, I have had a lot of near-death experiences. I just, I don't, uh, I can't say they necessarily opened me up more. I was just like, I kind of tend to be really like lackadaisical about it where I'll just be like, oh, wow, that was close. And then I just like carry on like, with my day. <laughs> um, but, because um, <laughs> I think I feel protected, you know, but my family, they're all psychic, man, on both sides of my family. Uh, from my dad's side, I get more of like the mediumship. Um, the, mm -hmm. they get visions, they have prophetic dreams, they can sense, they're very empathic. They can sense things that in the environment and people that they shouldn't possibly know. Um, but the thing is like in my culture, I'm Greek. So the, we're traditionally Greek Orthodox and it's a very old type of Christianity, very traditional. And they're pretty like moderate. I would say they're not like, mm -hmm. you know, trying to put us in a box too much, but they also don't necessarily have a place where does psychic people come in? Like, they don't really talk much about it. There's not really a support system there. So I think they default to like, oh, what if that's a sin? You know? And so um, <laughs> there's like that, you know, there's that always that kind of like worried for your soul kind of thing. But then the more I started doing it, the more my family started to ask me more questions. They started, I think, accept their abilities more and started to ask me about their abilities. And I could see them starting to unfurl a little some of them have kind of reverted to being afraid again because um, they saw me get really sick and they think like, oh, that must be it. And I'm like, no, man, I got a little genetic problem. Like, I don't know how to tell you. Like, that, no, it's like, stop always blaming everything on being a psychic. Um, but then my parents, <laughs> my poor parents, man, <clears throat> they're raising this like child with like poltergeist activity happening all the time. Like stuff's flying off the shelves. You know, I'm getting haunted oh, all the wow. time. And they were like, did not know what to do with me. <laughs> Like, <laughs> terrified and this is actually kind of a funny story because um as i as i grew up you know they would just tell me to like ignore it and pray a lot you know put a cross over my crucifix over my bed uh, by the time i was a teenager it started getting really bad to where i was not able to sleep at night because there would be something kicking under my mattress all night scratching under my pillows like knocking on all my walls rearranging my stuff <laughs> And I'd wake up and things would be all moved around. And like every time I try to fall asleep, they'd start knocking. And, and so, you know, I was like sleep deprived on top of everything else, having terrible dreams. And my parents were like afraid that I was like possessed or something. So like, they, <laughs> cause they're coming from like that Christian wow. mindset. So like my dad would come in and with like holy water and like, like holy oil and stuff. And he'd be like anointing me and like blessing my room and like all this stuff. Cause he was like so afraid oh. he had me sleep with a big crucifix under my pillow. <laughs> And they sent me to a monastery oh, with a bunch of monks to like get like an exorcism wow. basically. <laughs> yeah. And the monk was like, Ugh. no, you're, you could see into other realms. Like I can do the same thing. Like I have the same, I'm the same way. And I was like, oh, what? Like I was expecting the monk to be like, oh, you're a sinner. <laughs> but instead he was like, oh, like, <laughs> hey, you and me, we're the same, you know? And, and so I still went to all these other higher level monks and they were doing all these rituals on me to see if I was cursed. And so, I mean, it was crazy. Um, and so, yeah, basically it was like, and then I tried the science route. 
<laughs> it was like getting poked and prodded. They did MRIs. They were psychologically evaluating me and they were freaked out. They were like, we've never seen anything like this. And so then at one point when no one could help me, I was like, well, I guess I got to go on my own journey inside and figure out what this is. And that's when I re- like started to accept that it was psychic. And then it helped my family too, because they didn't really know what to make of it either at first because they were so repressed. So yeah, quite a journey. And see, that's what I think is that people, re- because I always tell people we all come from the light. So if, because we all come from the light, regardless of what we do in, in whatever timeline we're in at the moment, we have the ability to tap in. You know, some people's abilities are stronger than others, but because we're all children of the light, we naturally have this ability. Now, with my family, I think they repress it. I I don't think they accept it because, you know, growing up in the South, Baptist, Methodist, so on and so forth, it's not the thing. And, And my argument has always been in regards to tarot cards, because if you pull out tarot cards in front of a bunch of Baptists, not the not to cast a broad net judging them, because I don't judge anyone. This is a no judgment zone. I'm just saying <laughs> the normal reaction is like, oh, my God, they have tarot cards. But for me, I always say, well, a man can get his information from a burning bush, but <laughs> I can't get information from some cards. Yes, <laughs> so, love that. <laughs> make it make sense, I just, right? I'm, you know, <laughs> so yeah. So it, it's totally that's how I look at it. Now, the other thing with my family is, and I believe that the reason, not just because of the near death experience, but also because of the lineage, I'm part Jewish as well. So, and my mother was explaining to me, which uh, for my listeners, because I know if anybody's watching this video, they're probably looking at me and they're like, okay, wait a second, Casey, you're part Jewish for for anybody who's new to the show. My old, my old listeners already know, (laughs) (laughs) but my mother and I were having a conversation one day. This is how I found this out. Didn't know it at all. And I said something to her and she's like, that's your Jewish side talking. And I'm like, <laughs> Jewish? Who's a Jewish? Because I'm thinking, what black person is a Jew? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, so, she's, so she's like, that's your Jewish side talk. I'm like, who's? My mother's like, you're Jewish. I'm like, no, I'm not. She's like, yes, you are. I'm like, no, I'm not. She's like, what is your great grandmother's maiden name? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, coin. I'm like, yeah, coin. I have cousins, last name coin. They go to the church with us, blah, 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 all the coins. She's like, that's the Jewish name. That's where the red hair comes from in our family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some of my cousins have red hair and freckles. Wow. Yeah. So she was explaining the name coin. Coin is actually like, uh, the way she explained it is something, is considered a top, tier where it's like it's a highly revered part in the Jewish community, that last name. And my thought process of this whole thing is, is that from our lineage on the Jewish side, it wouldn't surprise me if we had people who had this ability, but it got suppressed more and more as time went on and as people in my family adapted to other types of um, spirituality. That's my, that's my 
I, I guess you could say hypothesis. So I think you're onto something and I see it all the time, especially in um, <clears throat> very ethnic families. It's so ironic because I have so many people coming to me with extremely psychic families, but their heritage and their religion has them so in a box that they, they want to venture out, but then they freak out and then they go, they go double down on tradition because it keeps them, makes them feel safe. And so I think hopefully with each new generation, you know, that will, there's going to be more and more psychic children coming in that are even more improved than the last you know, generation. And it's going to mm -hmm. kind of force the uncomfortable truth that like there are things they can't explain. And it doesn't mean it's bad. You know, like my family thinking I was cursed because I had these gifts, like made me think I was literally like, this is a curse F my life, you know? And once I realized like, no, no, it's only a curse because we don't understand it. And it's, it's, it has control over me. Whereas I want to have control over it. And you were saying at the beginning to bring this full circle at the beginning, <laughs> you were talking about how it just kind of comes to you and you don't feel yet that it's like, um, you're purposefully making it happen, but you absolutely can. And, and it's just an ev personal evolution process and everyone goes at their own pace and, you know, but I, I hope that one day that you can feel like you're able to, you know, you're tuned in and able to fully, um, accept that you can do that. Well, I hope that the rest of the world can become more and more tuned in because I yeah. honestly believe that if you can pick things up, it's almost like with, uh, um, with the high priestess in the tarot deck as well. The high priestess is known for being silent, but she has this uh, ridiculous amount of knowledge because she can go between the physical world and the spirit world. So she gathers all of this information. And I want people to become more tuned in by gathering information so they'll know when something just isn't right. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like there's two people in the tarot deck you never lie to. It's the high priestess and the queen of swords for different reasons. The uh. high priestess, she may not have the receipts, but she knows what's going <laughs> on. It, it's like, I can't put my finger on it, but I know something's not right. Queen of swords, she doesn't need to have a feeling. The queen of swords has the receipts. She's like, you did this on this date at this time for, for this amount of period or whatever. So those are the two cards you never lie to. But I want people to be more in high priestess energy where if they're faced with something, even though they don't have the receipts in front of them, they still know, okay, I don't have the receipts proving I'm right, but I know something's off. That's what I want for the world as a collective. More of that is what I would like. And obviously that's right. what you're doing with your school by teaching people to get more tapped in. And can you give the listeners your website as well too, again? Yeah, sure. It's, uh, the .com. And we also have, uh, two TikTok channels. My personal channel is, uh, at media Maria Hill. And then our happy healing shop channel is the happy healing shop. And we also <laughs> have our YouTube channel by the same name, the happy healing shop as well. All right, awesome. And have you done any book chat or anything like that? Are you working on a book by chance? I hope to one day. This was like a very abridged version, but I have quite a wild ride that I hope to share with the world one day. It was like yeah. a wild, just a wild story. That's how yeah. I got here. What you were telling me, I'm like, okay, wait a second, hold on. Do I need to see if we can secure the movie rights for this? <laughs> That's like the surface, like scratching the surface. 
But uh, yeah, sometimes I'm like, how am I here right now? But um, yeah, my, my partner's always telling me like, you got to write that book one day, man. So I, I'll definitely let you know when that happens, probably a little while from now. But for now, we're, we're, you know, just writing a lot of blog articles and doing a lot of like, you know, media content uh, to share things that way. Okay, awesome. Well, I tell you what, it has truly been a pleasure, Maria. And also, before you go, is there anything you want to tell the listeners that are listening? Well, I just want to say it's been so much fun being here. Thank you so much. What a privilege. Um, and it's also wonderful meeting you. I could talk to you probably for like days. Um, <laughs> but I, I just want to tell people that um, don't don't get let all this like pop. Uh, there's a lot of pop um, metaphysical stuff out there that's just like watered down stuff. And it may and sometimes it makes things seem like elitist. Like you have to do this special thing in order to have this. This energy of the psychic energy, it, like you were saying earlier, Casey, is all within us. It's mm -hmm. there. We just, once we realize we can do it, that's when we can activate it. It doesn't, like people tell me all the time, like, I wish I had psychic abilities like you. I'm like, dude, you got it already. Like, you just got to actually <laughs> say, I'm going to shake the hand of those abilities. Say, sir, I'm ready to start to this journey. Like, you you know, if you don't, if you don't set that intention, then you're not activating anything. And that goes for everything in life. So I just want to tell people that if you're wanting to learn more about this, get rid of that mindset that says that you don't have these special powers. You're not, you know, you're not, you'll never be able to do that. And if once you throw that out, then really anything's possible. Okay. Awesome. And I wanted to say something else, and then my mind just went, woo! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my goodness, what was I going to say? Because I was ready to say it, too, on that part. Oh, hold on. So, certified Reiki master, and also psychic, and medium. I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, a uh, tarot reader. And tarot reader as well. And also now it just came back to me. Thank you. Okay. So the other thing which you were saying just a second ago uh, with the is in you and people doing all this other stuff. I had a situation and, and we're, we're wrapping up here, people. We're wrapping up. <laughs> I, I had a situation where this energy was on me. It was involving my ex. And I was just like, why? is this person on my mind? Why is he on my mind like this right now? And what I did, I just, I visualized light in my arm and then I just went like this as if I'm taking the light and then swatting all of it away. And as soon as I did it, it was gone. Wow. Yeah. So going back to it is in you. When I see people do stuff, which I mean, the crystals are great. I mean, I'm wearing amethyst right now as well, crystal. I'm also wearing a cross, you know. Got a little uh, combo says, <laughs> Yeah, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm wearing that right now too. So it's it's one of those things. Yes, these this stuff is great. But if your belief isn't in the divine and your belief isn't in yourself, then all of the stones and crystals and everything else is is for naught is is how i i feel about it so i'm you and i are totally on the same page on that 100 percent, yeah i tell and, people i was just telling people last night this exact same thing wow life. yeah that's what i was like wow this is tripping me out <laughs> we were just talking about it <laughs> we are really insane we're gonna have to stay yeah. in contact afterwards because i I'm, love that 
That would be awesome. And also, um, for my podcast listeners, as we're wrapping up, KIRWKC.com, main podcasting platform. This podcast is carried on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Overcast, Bullhorn, Amazon Music, Audible, and several other podcasting platforms. Please feel free to listen to this podcast on whatever platform is most convenient for you. Also, do not forget about the Christmas with KC contest. It is a giveaway of cash and gift cards. To enter the contest, all you have to do is sign up for the email list. That link is in the details section. Just put the link in, enter your email address, and then you will automatically be entered in the Christmas with KC contest, and you could receive a cash app prize or you could receive a gift certificate. So just keep that in mind. So <laughs> that wraps everything up, and everyone... Maria and I, we're gonna we're gonna talk on the other side now. But to the, all the listeners that are listening, until next time, be blessed.